Hello, friends. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. So glad to have you with me, our regular listeners. Welcome back. It's another good week. Good to be with you. And to our new listeners, welcome to our little podcast family. We're so happy that you are with us. I hope that today's topic is really helpful for you. And if you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. You can find a lot of other resources there as well as interact with me. You know, I was just looking through the podcast and I realized I skipped over episode 169. I don't know why I did that. So we're going to make this episode 169. And today I want to talk about spiritual leadership, spiritual leadership. And right before I jump into that, I just want to say, if you would take some time to share this, leave a rating, leave a review, that would be really, really helpful for me. It's one of the one of the best things you can do for us, actually, in sharing this. It helps us get the word out there and would love to hear from you. We want to make sure that what we're doing is adding value to you and to your leadership journey, your leadership development. Now, if you're new to this podcast or maybe you're a regular listener, you know that I often talk about that my context for leadership is a church context. I've been leading in a church environment for over 25 years, and so I'm a faith person. I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus, and I believe he's one of the greatest leaders that the world has ever known. And one of the important realities to our leadership is spiritual leadership. So, you know, today is a bit select in the audience. I encourage you to listen, whether you're a Christian or not. I think you'll find some value in this. But today I want to talk about what is spiritual leadership and why should that be a part of our leadership environment? So you ready? Let's jump in. Spiritual leadership. You know, when I think of spiritual leadership, one of the first things that comes to my mind is, what is spiritual leadership? (laughs) That may be a new term for you, maybe maybe a term you're quite familiar with, quite comfortable with. You know, when I was uh, about 20 years old, not quite 20, I became a Christian, and, and I really didn't consider myself a leader even up until then, not through high school. I wasn't a particular leader on my athletic team. I wasn't that well-known in my class, and I, I just sort of behind the scenes. But when I became a Christian, I started to feel then this awakening to the desire to influence other people, to be a leader. And little did I know that how much of that leadership would be involved in character development, knowledge, skills, education, experience, failures, setbacks, difficulties, pruning, uh, investing is so much to, to leadership, but it's one of the great rewards that we have. And so when we think about leadership, it's easy to think about organizational leadership. It's easy to think about leadership from a place of charisma or hierarchy or title. What is it about spiritual leadership that is different? Well, when I talk about spiritual leadership on this podcast, what I'm mainly referring to is that you seek to influence that unseen realm of another person, their spirit. And not only do you seek to influence a person spiritually with spiritual ideas that have very pragmatic and sort of embodied in everyday kind of realities, 
you also recognize that the leadership you're giving to people originates more from your spirit, not just from your mind, but that idea of your heart, not just that place of your emotions, but the place of your desires. It's where that inner voice lives. Jesus teaches us that unless a person be born again, they cannot enter into God's kingdom, meaning that without Jesus, our spirits are dead. We might be aware of them, but they're not alive. They're enslaved to sin and selfishness and all of these self-protecting ways. But when we give our lives to the Lord, to the Lord Jesus, and, and really choose to follow him and receive his forgiveness and become born again, then our spirits are awakened and suddenly we are able to give spiritual leadership. Spiritual leadership is important. I was thinking about this idea recently, and I was thinking about some in the audience, some of my listeners that are in their early to mid-20s. You might be young parents, you've got babies or toddlers, or maybe early elementary age, even maybe even middle school, and you've never considered yourself a spiritual leader. You've shied away from spiritual topics. After all, <laughs> we're taught growing up, right, that you don't ever talk about religion or politics. Yet here I am encouraging you to embrace the idea of spiritual leadership. It's an acknowledgement that there's an unseen realm that makes itself known in everyday reality, from the decisions we make to the motives that we bring to the table, to desires and to things that are either pointed towards ourselves or things we're doing that bring betterment and health and add value to those outside of us. Spiritual leadership, I believe, is critical. I think it's more important than organizational leadership. It's more important than just being the most influential person because you're the smartest one in the room or maybe the, the biggest servant in the room or, or maybe you're the one with the most charisma in the room or the biggest title or the biggest salary or maybe you have more diplomas than anyone else. Whatever those qualifications may be, I would ask you to consider that underneath all of that is spiritual leadership. And spiritual leadership, when I think about the 20-someone that I was just referencing recently, and I'm thinking about them, I remember when I was in my early 20s, the idea of being a spiritual leader for my family was intimidating. It was very intimidating and wasn't altogether sure what that meant. And so I want to dig into a little bit more about the idea of how can we practically begin to embrace spiritual leadership. Well, let me say first, one of the enemies or a couple of enemies of spiritual leadership, what are those things that are going to resist spiritual leadership that keeps us from being effective, healthy, consistent, lifelong spiritual leaders. One of them is ignorance. Just ignorance. You just don't even consider the idea of being a spiritual leader. You're not anti. You're not pro. You're just simply ignorant. You're just not aware that this idea exists. Well, it does exist. There are many spiritual leaders in the world, famous spiritual leaders in the world, from the Dalai Lama to other religions, to Muhammad, to Jesus, to all kinds of people, even modern-day Folks, teachers and rabbis and spiritual leaders and spiritual gurus and spiritual coaches and all kinds of people that want to say, we're going to give you spiritual leadership. And in many ways, it is spiritual leadership. It may not always be healthy spiritual leadership, but it's given. So there is a, an aspect that we acknowledge this, but we often don't embrace it because we're ignorant of it. Another enemy is that we're intimidated by it. 
were intimidated. I, that, that's really where I was in my early days. I was intimidated by the idea of giving spiritual leadership. I'm having a hard time influencing myself and telling myself what to do. How in the world am I supposed to exercise spiritual leadership for my wife and, and for my, my kids? It was very, very intimidating. It was intimidating because I didn't feel qualified. It was intimidating because I didn't know how to do it. It was intimidating because what if I get it wrong? Like, what if I lead people astray? Like, we're dealing with deeply, deeply important aspects of people's life. And I was intimidated because what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not worthy of being a spiritual leader? Because I hold it with such high regard. Another enemy is dismissiveness. Like, it's, it's, it's to say I'm anti-spiritual leadership. Like, that's just a bunch of hogwash. It's a bunch of baloney and don't really want to give into it. I don't acknowledge it. Don't believe in it. Don't think it's important. It's really quite, quite silly and juvenile. It's childish. And so we're just dismissive of spiritual leadership. I would say a fourth enemy of spiritual leadership is busyness from our jobs and our careers to our marriages to cooking meals and schoolwork and hobbies and rest and just decompressing and dealing with lawns and home care and neighborhood care. And maybe we're dealing with the care of aging parents and maybe we're dealing with the kind of issues that go on in everyday family life and work life. We just simply are too busy for it. We don't have the physical energy to give to spiritual leadership. We don't have the emotional capacity to give to spiritual leadership. And quite honestly, busyness means I'm not even caring for my own spiritual well-being, much less willing to say yes to spiritual leadership and influencing other people. So busyness, intimidation, dismissiveness, ignorance, these are enemies of spiritual leadership. And do any of those relate to you? Do any of those ring true for you? If you're busy, that's a simple fix. Begin to rearrange your priorities because time management is just about how we're spending time on our priorities. It's not time management that's a problem. It's priority management, and that you can correct. If you're intimidated, find a role model or a mentor. Do some reading. Do some listening. Reach out to me through the website. Let's start a conversation on how we can help you not be timid in spiritual leadership. If you're dismissive, then I don't know how to persuade you in a short podcast to consider this. But I would ask you just to simply begin to pray and ask God, God, help me know if spiritual leadership is important and seek out other advice of other people. Don't just go to those that you know are going to say yes to you. Be willing to listen to the other side. And then if you're ignorance, well, that is part of this podcast. Purpose today is to bring this to light, that spiritual leadership is really important. So now that we've identified some of the enemies and maybe some basic ideas on how to sort of overcome those enemies, is there more to it than that, Lance, than spiritual leadership? And I'd say yes. And so let me take this little short break, and then I want to share with you some maybe practical ideas on how you can really begin to grow in spiritual leadership beyond just overcoming the enemies. Okay. All right. So we're overcoming busyness. We're overcoming intimidation. We're overcoming dismissiveness and we're overcoming ignorance. So what can I do practically beyond that? I've made time. I'm, I'm growing more courageous and more confident. I'm not dismissive. I'm welcoming. I'm accepting of the idea of spiritual leadership. And I've clearly moved from the ignorance category to the learning category, 
what is it I should be doing next? One of the things I would encourage you to do is discover who are you. It's difficult to give spiritual leadership to help people understand their core identity, their values, their passions, to maintain attention and care for their own soul, their own mental health, their own spiritual health, their relational health, financial health. I mean, lots of health in lots of areas. And so one of the things you need to do is to know who you are. Who are you? And you can discover that through study of the Bible, attending a local church, reading books, listening to podcasts. But you need to know who you are. And that's a lifelong journey. Don't expect like in six months, I'm going to have fully answered who I am. If someone comes and asks me this question, for example, Lance, who are you? My most simple and concrete answer is, I am a much-loved son in God's kingdom, in Jesus' family. Now, that statement has tons of room for exploration and for expression, but at a core level, that's who I am. You need to know who you are. I would also encourage you, again, as I said, it's a lifelong journey. I continue to learn about what it means to be a son in God's family. I continue to learn what it means to express my sonship, if you will, as a husband, as a father, now as a grandfather, a father of adult children and a father of children, uh, teenagers, I mean. Um, Also, how do I express my sonship in leading a local church? How do I express my sonship as as a sibling, as a brother to my older brother and sister? How do I express my sonship as a friend? How do I express my sonship as a citizen in my community? Being politically aware, wanting to be engaged, wanting to add value to my community and to my neighbors. How do I do all of that? And so it's a lifelong journey, and I want you to settle in for the long haul. Another practical thing I would do is seek seek out others who can help you learn. Again, through books, podcasts, etc. I think the most important beyond books and podcasts are people. It's to have a living mentor, a living role model that you believe gives spiritual leadership, healthy, life-giving, godly, Jesus-oriented spiritual leadership to their family and then beyond, maybe to their business, to their ministry, to their small group, to their church, to their street, to their neighborhood, etc., Find a mentor and sit regularly with them and ask questions and listen. Just recently, I had an experience where something happened spontaneously in one of our church services. It was a beautiful, majestic moment. It was really amazing and powerful, and it was just so brilliant to behold. And when we got through that moment and our service was over later that day, I was reflecting on the leadership I gave in that moment, the spontaneous moment. And my congregation is looking to me because I'm the one on the platform and I'm the guy with the lead title and I'm the one with the microphone in the hand. What does this mean? What are we doing? Where are we going? Give us some leadership. Give us some direction. Take us somewhere. When I was reflecting on that, I I felt like I did that really well. And there were a few reasons why. And what came to my mind was I remembered some 20, over 20 years ago that I sat in a service just similar to the one that we had, and it was about 2,000 people in the room. It was a large building, and I watched the pastor that I was sitting under give patient, uh, godly, biblical instruction, uh, loving, and welcoming leadership to these moments. 
And as I sat there and I listened to him and watched him, uh, witnessed him, witnessed him giving really healthy, beautiful, life-giving leadership, I, in the back of my mind, I thought, I'm going to lead a church someday, and, and I'm going to be in a service where this is going to happen, and, and I, I want to know what to do. I want to I know how to lead in that moment because I want everyone that's in my environment, however that many that may be, whoever that may be, wherever that may be, I want them to get the full benefit of this powerful moment. And so my leader role modeled something for me. He, I was able to witness something that he did, and I stored it away in my heart, and I began thinking about that. And it wasn't just to do exactly what he did, to copy him, to do a copy and paste moment, because he and I are different. But it is recognizing what happens in his life that allows him to be that patient in that kind of spontaneous moment. What is going on in his life that allows him to, to minister and to lead with eloquence and healthy vocabulary and clear direction and, and wisdom and guidance like that? What, what, what has he gone through that's helped him do that? What is it that he has gone through that in studying of the scriptures that allowed him just so fluidly to quote these scriptures and to bring really clear instruction that helps everyone in the room, if possible, to have their own unique, powerful experience with God, while at the same time, it's not just a moment for individuals, it's a collective moment for the corporate whole. So while each of us are having our own unique experience, we're moving together as one body. And to watch my pastor, my leader, Clark, give that kind of leadership. And I was a young leader, and I thought, someday I'm going to be in that spot. I need to not only know how to do it, but how do I orient the trajectory of my life and the seasons that I'm going through so I don't just have the skill, but I have the heart. I have the passion. I have the wisdom. I have the patience. Friends, this is what I'm talking about in spiritual leadership. You got to find somebody that can role model for you and meet with them regularly and become a learner because you want to be educated, you want to be transformed, and you want to be a reproductive leader. So, you know, if you're raising little kids, maybe it's as simple as start with reading a book about Jesus, about them being created in the image of God. If your children are older, maybe you just need to apologize for not giving the kind of spiritual leadership that was important and let them know that you're going to be doing better and that there's going to be some healthy, really fun changes going on in your family or in your ministry or whatever the case may be. There are really practical things you can do, friends, that begin to help you discover who you are and be endure for the long haul in this journey and really begin to find a mentor or a role model that can help you give the kind of spiritual leadership that those that you love and those that you influence deserve. Hey, this is an interesting topic today. It's kind of outside of a bit of our normal wheelhouse of things we talk about, but I really felt that it was important to address this for us this month, this week. I love you guys so much. I'm so honored that you're a part of my listening family. Again, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com and leave a review and leave a rating and share with your friends. Hey, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, and I'll talk to you soon.